Welcome to Coaching the Whole Educator, the podcast that helps instructional coaches, teacher leaders, and school leaders. I'm Becca, former educator and school coach turned transformational coach of coaches. I'm on a mission to help you improve your educators' effectiveness and resilience, especially the ones who need it most. Each week, we'll cover quick tips, strategies, and coaching mindsets so that you can be on top of your coaching game. Are you ready? Let's dive in. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Coaches, we know it might seem like a hassle to gather classroom observation data and be present during a teacher's lesson. What would it be like if that was done for you? The ability to see trends in student talk versus teacher talk, high quality questioning, wait time, and even grade level academic vocabulary could make a big difference in upgrading the quality of instruction. Sydney has recently upgraded its coaching platform to include all of these capabilities using AI technology. All you have to do is capture video or audio of the lesson using your phone and Sydney does the rest. How cool is that? And one of the things I love the most about Sydney is that it stays all confidential on the platform. Visit sydney.com front slash TWE for your free trial or click the link in the show notes. Hello, 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 coaches and leaders. I am so excited. I have this extraordinary coach with me, Beth Sharp. And I have known Beth for years now. And um, Beth, I just, I love your ideas around instructional coaching. I think you're creative. Anyway, uh, before we jump into what we're going to talk about today, I first of all wanted to welcome you to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. So um, I, I would love you to share with everyone briefly, what has been your journey in education and coaching? Oh, wow. So my journey in education actually started in elementary. So my background is entirely elementary. Um, and I quickly realized that I was ready to grow and move up the chain of grade levels. And so I moved into secondary and uh, taught for several years, uh, seventh and eighth grade English. Um, and then I knew at some point in time between mentoring teachers and coaching teachers, um, just impromptuly or being voluntold, so to speak, um, that I really enjoyed the work of coaching other teachers, mentoring them, guiding them through uh, the whole education process of what good teaching looks like. Mm -hmm. um, and recently I was given an opportunity where a door opened for me um, in my current district and uh, got to try out this really unique position where we are creating the platform of coaching, which is not your usual instructional coaching style. So I'm super excited. Yeah. So you're really in the creation uh, within your district. So you haven't stepped into this like already created program. You're creating it. Yeah, we are creating it. There are six coaches, um, three elementary, uh, three secondary, and we also actually eight coaches and we have two spec ed coaches. Mm -hmm. um, and we are just growing the foundation of what our program is supposed to look like. And it mm -hmm. is unique because we are pulling from various different 
books and podcasts and avenues. And it's really great to just research out, including the whole educator. And so we're um, just including stuff from different avenues to really make our program fly. Yeah, I, I love that. I love the work you do. And something that really sticks out to me um, as part of your character is you love growing. Like you're always like, I loved doing that. That challenged me. And I I just think, I think it's fantastic. Um, and it's not often um, people like actively tell me, thank you for helping me grow. That was hard. And I appreciate that. So I just want you to know, I, I appreciate that about you. Oh, it's been really great. I think like one of the biggest things that we've done together is uh, I've always struggled with receiving feedback and you are challenging me in that way. And um, I really like that I'm learning how to receive feedback in a different way. And so not just from you, but everybody that I work with from my teachers uh, to my coworkers, I mean, even my personal family, like how are we receiving feedback from each other? So it's been really I great. Love that. Yeah, I love that. So you have worked through the whole educator Academy modules, right? Yes. And, um, you know, you and I were talking earlier about like, you know, what you've been getting out of it. I know you and I talk pretty regularly about how coaching's going, what wins you've had, what struggles you've had. Right. And I'd love you to share with everyone what, what have you, what's really stuck? What have you actively applied from the whole educator Academy modules and what result has that produced? I would say like my two largest takeaways that I actively use regularly is um, coming from a perspective of a non-judgmental standpoint. Mm -hmm. um, and that has played a huge part in building relationships with teachers, uh, growing in my relationship with teachers, um, but then building trust with them and knowing that um, I'm not going to judge them on their faults and nuances and things that they maybe need some correcting on or they need more help with. Um, but another thing that really has stuck with me is the reflective listening. Um, I guilty as charged. I, I'm really good at interrupting people, um, <laughs> stopping them in their thought process, stopping them in their tracks, mm -hmm. uh, throwing them off, and then they forget what they say. Um, but at the same time, I'm not, I wasn't listening. I wasn't listening to everything that they had to say. And by the time we were done with their conversation, they would ask me a question. I really didn't know how to answer it because I wasn't listening to their thought process because I was stuck with my own thoughts in my head. Mm -hmm. um, and so those are the two areas that I have just kind of latched onto and have run with. Mm -hmm. I love that. Okay. So these are a couple things I'm going to be really straight about this. When I start working with people, and I'm curious if this is <laughs> the way for you, uh, people report, they 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 say, I used to think I wasn't judgmental. I used to think I was a good listener. Was that, yeah. was that for you? Like oh, you used to sure. think that and then you oh, were like, oh, wait, 100%. hold on. <laughs> I used to think that I was a really great listener and that I could, people could lean on me and come to me for advice or whatever that it was that they needed. Um, but I quickly realized after hearing from you and going through our own um, peer coaching academy in our district that I am a horrible listener. And uh, I needed to take time to reflect on that and begin like the steps or the action steps to 
fix it or change it or correct it. Um, I hate the word fix, but um, I needed to grow in that area tremendously, especially in the new role that I'm in now. Yeah. So I, I just want to point out that a, a a term for that is blind spot. So when we we think you know, we're good at something and we're just going on our merry way being like, well, I'm good at that, right? Like, why would I take a course in listening if I'm already a good listener? Right. And I, I just want to challenge everyone listening here. You might, <laughs> you know, you might think, oh, I'm a good listener. I'm, I'm good to go. Like, you know, but it's, it might be a blind spot, um, you know, and, and a, a place I, I like to say, if we haven't gotten any kind of formal training in in listening, we probably are mediocre at best because default, default human beings are not great listeners. We very naturally listen to our own thoughts, evaluations, interpretations, judgments, assessments in our head. We're thinking about the next thing we're going to say much more often than we are actually listening to the words of someone coming out of someone else's mouth. 100%. Hundred percent. I found myself uh, just usually caught up in my own thoughts ninety nine percent of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I find myself like really queuing in, um, and more often than not, people will find me jotting down notes while mm-hmm. I'm talking to them uh, because I have found that as a really great uh, coping mechanism for me to be a good reflective listener is if I'm writing down what they're telling me. Um, a long time ago, a teacher shared with me that if you hear it, if you see it, if you write it, you're going to tend to remember it. And so when we get to the part of uh, the the huge part of reflective listening is of what I heard you say was, mm-hmm. I actually have notes in front of me to verbatim say back what they said to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find that people that I'm working with are so appreciative of that that they feel heard. They feel like I was genuinely listening to them um, and they're being validated all at the same time. What results has this produced in your coaching? Like when, when people feel validated and feel heard, how does that improve your ability to support them? Oh, it is huge. I feel like it is more impactful on their growth than mm-hmm. it is mine. Mm -hmm. Um, because we're not only growing in relationship and we're trusting more and more as I become more of a reflective listener, Mm -hmm. um, that I see their growth being impacted. Uh, we're, we're moving through goals. We're hitting our targets. We are, um, just being overall successful in what they're doing, regardless of what the target is. If we're working on something with behavior management, or if we're working on, a specific teaching strategy, uh, we're making it to a success point. Um, and then they turn around and they're like, I want more. What are we doing next? Uh, and that has been really exciting. I love that. I was sharing about reflective listening recently uh, with someone and they, and they were like, if you're just repeating back what someone's saying, what's the point? They were like a total skeptic. They're like, what are we doing here? What, 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 what's, What's going to change? What's different? What? Why are we doing this? Yeah, isn't that there's funny? a point? There's a yeah. definitive. Point. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, I love my skeptics. Um. So okay, good. And then the other thing I want to hit on was what you're you're saying. You know, you you learn to be non-judgmental. So mm. my question is, what? How were you before? Like, what did you need to shift about yourself? 
I think I had the mentality of like, uh, I could quickly go in and fix if I Mm -hmm. poured out all of my expertise and knowledge. Mm -hmm. Um, And while in some situations that might work really well, uh, but I'm finding it more and more working with teachers that uh, we're trying to make them um, a professional in their tact. And so we're trying to bring them uh, through an awareness process. And if I'm constantly telling them what to do or controlling the conversation with my expertise and knowledge, are they ever really learning? Um, And so with that, you know, we're going in and instead of saying, you know, you did this wrong, you did that wrong, this needs to be fixing, you can't teach that way. uh, We're really changing the narrative of how we speak to them. You know, um, I noticed you did X, Y, and Z. I wonder if, Mm -hmm. you know, and move on in that pattern of non-judgment. And now it comes across as I'm genuinely um, curious about what they think about it as opposed to what I think about it. Mm -hmm. But on the flip side of that, uh, I also had to quickly realize that my mindset and understanding of what a classroom is supposed to look like is not everybody's mindset of what a classroom looks like. Um, And so as a coach, going into these classrooms, it was a huge learning curve of judgment, Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. judging their classroom based on what I had as a teacher prior to. Mm -hmm. And so I had to stop that uh, conversation I was having in my head every time I stepped into a classroom Mm-hmm. And be more open-minded that there is more than just my classroom out there and stop judging other people's mm-hmm. classrooms compared to mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they don't all look the same no. at all. No. So there was a lot of uh there was a huge learning curve when it came to judgment and realizing mm-hmm. it is okay um if your classroom, if there's a, a lull of noise happening in your classroom, um, it is okay for you to speak this way to your students. And maybe that wasn't how I did it. Okay. Um, it is okay if you use that callback as opposed to the one that I would use. Mm-hmm. And so that was, it was a big deal for me. And mm-hmm. so now I have this new vocabulary, uh, not just learning from you, but from various different podcasts and books and things that I've read and learned along the way that our vocabulary is huge. And the tone mm-hmm. of voice that we use I could either come across very judgmental mm-hmm. or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, to, again, it could be a blind spot. Those of you listening could be like, I'm not judgmental. Like I'm good to go. Right. Everyone thinks they're not judgmental. <laughs> really look at, I love that you said our vocabulary is there judgment laced in it and we don't even realize it. All right. Mm-hmm. So I love that. And you, you touched on something um, that you said, I noticed this and I wonder that, and there's a whole episode with Dr. Christy Roberts um, and uh, on noticings and wonderings, highly recommend going to listen to that as well. Um, so uh, we are out of time, but I, I wanted to thank you so much, Beth, for coming on the show, sharing with us you know, what you've used and how it's gone and what you've discovered about yourself. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm super, super excited to continue our work together um, and then growing in my own work for sure. Coaches, I want you to imagine this. Your teachers actively seeking your coaching, even the ones who previously have been avoiding it. 
confidently navigating coaching conversations, even the tough and uncomfortable ones. Being fulfilled and energized at the end of your days instead of tired, frustrated, and drained. If you're looking for a practical curriculum that's grounded in real-world coaching that helps you navigate the wide range of situations you encounter throughout the school year, please reach out to us. Coaches often report at the end of the academy their surprise in being able to impact the teachers they previously were stuck in making progress with. I want to say that again. They were able to impact the teachers they previously were stuck in making progress with. The whole Educator Academy might be a great fit for you and your coaching and leading colleagues. And until next time, just remember, don't treat people the way you want to be treated. Treat them how they want to be treated. Take care.